0: Hello, and welcome to Advisor Gold, The Missing Allocation, the show where financial professionals learn the why, how, and what to help their clients own physical gold and silver. This podcast is designed to complement the training at goldandsilveradvisors.com. I'm your host, Kerry Morris. I work with clients and run a financial planning practice every day, and we've used physical metals in our financial plans for nearly a decade. I'm here with my co-host and friend, Ryan Long second generation in the gold and silver business and president of National Gold Consultants, which only promotes their business through a large advisor network. If you're a consumer listening to this podcast, welcome. This is not financial, legal, or tax advice. It's education, folks, and you're welcome to have your advisor reach out to us, or you can email us directly with your question. In this episode, we answer the question, what's the right mix of gold and silver to purchase? Should I own both or just silver or just gold? Just like everything else we do, our answers are founded in the research we've done, what mix is best to create wealth insurance, and of course, what's best for each individual client. It's important that you be able to answer this question with confidence. Now here's my conversation with Ryan. Well, hello and welcome everybody to the podcast today. This is Carrie, and I'm here with my co-host Ryan. And today we're going to answer the question, as you heard, what's the recommended blend between gold and silver? So it's one thing we talk about physical metals and everything, Ryan, and then mm-hmm. of course it's um, we we don't make a big deal. For me personally, in my practice it's kind of like we go through it, we go through it, and then at the end I'm like, oh yeah, I got to remember to talk about the blend, you know, <laughs> yeah. um, because I just want them to understand that physical asset class most first and foremost, and then the blend, although it's very important. It's not, it shouldn't become the centerpiece of the conversation when you first, you know, help a client get into this asset class, you know. So, but we, you and I have some very strong reasons why we believe what we believe. So, as I usually like to do, let me give my answer. I'll give my quick little thing out there and then you. Take it from there, you can tear it apart, whatever. I don't think you will because we've been doing this so long. But here's what I tell people, well, well, what should I do? Silver to gold? And I say, well, anywhere between 50-50 and you know, 80-20, you can't go wrong, you know, uh, really is what I say because I really want clients to participate in gold, but any of us who have studied this and been around it, we know that really the greater potential is in silver, you know, Um, but I I really personally think it's a mistake unless you get a real silver bug, you know, if they, and and then uh, let's also cover if there's storage challenges, things like that. So go ahead, my friend.
1: Yeah, well, let, let's rewind real quick, Carrie. Too, we, you unpacked a, a really nice uh, truth nugget. Is you you make the client understand the concept first of the hard asset. So the hard asset is more of a all-in-one gold slash silver. They're universal. It's the right. concept of wealth insurance. And then so once the once the clients get the you know the conceptual side of things then it comes down to the easiest portion of well now what right now now they're now they understand it now they get it well what's what's the blend and I do tell people there's not necessarily a wrong answer but just like we unpack in in the training you know from goldandsilveradvisors.com, we we have you know different charts uh from comparing the Dow compared to gold and you know a 20 year chart you know gold looks good looks better than the Dow but Hey, if you back it up 30 years, well, the Dow flip-flops and looks better than gold. You know, so we 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 have a long-term approach here of you want participation in both, not having all your eggs in one basket. So then we unpack this with, with the gold and silver side of things. We want participation in both. For me, for my clients, if storage is not an issue, you know, I I you know, I even told a client yesterday anything a hundred grand or less, I would, I would primarily have in silver right now. But that's that's today talking and that can change. Um, but that's that's also the beauty, Carrie, of of being in this advisor community that we have. Uh, that we have the hands on approach. We you know we call ourselves a glorified IMO for gold and silver, right? You know, yeah. when, when you're when you're moving a products asset or a block of money into gold and silver, it's it's not like okay, you know, see you later. Now we're now we're done. We're not going to talk again. Well. That's not the approach that we have, so there might be time to change that relationship of of percentages, uh, you know. And that's that's where we come alongside you as the advisor to to do that. But uh, yeah. but yeah, participation in both. I mean, silver. Yeah, I do like silver, like what you said, Kerry. It's the second largest. People don't understand silver is the second largest commodity in the entire world, second to oil. And it so you have your commodity side of it but you also have your currency side of it like like gold has. It's twin sister. So it's capturing both sides or both both of the best solutions of currency and commodity because right now this commodity is undervalued. Well, and the thing is, is they're only pouring gasoline on the fire because nobody can argue with the fact, Ryan, that,
0: I mean, not only has industry consumed silver for some years now, you know, electronics and uh, cell phones and... Uh, medical is huge, but those industries that consume silver are growing. That is the direction that so much technology and industry is growing. And so it's actually being used up. And of course, God ain't making any more of it in the ground as far as I know, you know? And so, and, you know, that's tied into other types of mining operations and that kind of thing. It's And so, yeah, I mean it's it's being consumed industry-wise, and people get that. Clients tend to get that, you know. So when I just hit those few high points, you know, kind of funny. You reminded me last week, I've had several conversations just this year where I'm maybe I'm doing a client review and the client never got their allocation or never said yes to it in the past, whatever. And I'm doing that for them now. And then literally after the call it'll be a screen share, maybe not even with video. I do a lot of just screen share and video. I mean, audio, I'll be doing my, I'll be doing my, my notes in the mobile assistant. and be like, Oh dang, I forgot to talk to them about the split, you know? (laughs) So then Kelly will be doing the paperwork and she's like, Hey, what, what split do you want on this? And I'm like, well, and so, (laughs) but most of the time for our clients, and then I'll have to like shoot the client a quick email. Hey, here's why I recommend this. Are you good with that? And they're like, yeah, sure. Um, I, I tend to do a lot of 70-30, I think, you mm-hmm. know, because I think that for it's my Silver clients, to gold, right? Huh? Yeah, silver 70% to gold, silver, yeah. 30% gold. Because for our clients, you know, they're retired, they're they're just a certain demographic. And I really feel like that 30% is enough bite of the apple of gold, mm-hmm. the golden apple. Uh, it's, a, it's a big enough bite that- you know, when gold takes off ahead of silver like that, they're going to see that in a good way. They're going to feel yeah. that, you know, but yet 70% allocation overweight to silver is still mm-hmm. really strong. One more thing I'll say, and, and then you can, you know, finish up because there's probably not a whole lot more to say about right. it uh, unless we do a 30 minute segment and we really go into the sign. I mean, we could
1: go crazy <laughs> with it, right? We could, go, we could do a whole workshop on this.
0: Yeah, we could. So do uh, you have anything else to add? Like we can wrap this up for the day. I mean, we probably ought to touch on gold to silver ratio a little bit, right? Everybody does. That's all out in the mainstream, but give yep. me your two cents on it.
1: You know, the gold to silver ratio, it's it's a really, it's, it's a fancy term for basically getting a calculator out and you take the price of gold on the spot price, remember, and divide it by the the spot price of silver. And yeah, that number, it's going to move every every second. It's going to move. Um but the reason why this is a significant thing to talk about, Kerry, is the, the undervalued relationship that silver has right now compared to gold. So if we take the spot price of gold divided by silver, it's been hovering the last, you know, last few weeks, few months, between 60 to 80, you know, ounces of silver to make one ounce of gold. And why, why I'm making reference to this is it's, it's real simple. The historical average is going 350 years back is roughly 30 to 1, okay? So 30 ounces of silver to make one ounce of gold. Just to get back to historical normalcy, Silver has two times the upside at minimum, but What's interesting, folks, is if you look at this agenda we have now as not just as our country, but a whole global agenda of everything being green and clean and efficient and batteries, silver is a giant byproduct. Uh, they need a ton of silver to go that route. What's What we're hearing from the major world mining supplies right now is there's only about 10 ounces of silver for every one ounce of gold that's actually come out of the ground. You know, So the fact that the ratio is so out of whack... You know, mm-hmm. historical normalities <laughs> you know, you know we have a we have a lot of room to run, but that's why we we like the silver, like that Carrie said, that seventy maybe thirty percent gold to have participation in both because nothing's a free sh- a free lunch or a for sure thing, but yeah. it, it's got a lot of data to back it.
0: And it's probably worth adding a note for everybody that I didn't learn for a long time after I was doing this is that when when prices. Do start going up when gold and silver prices and values start going up. Gold tends to lead silver, Mm -hmm. you know, 12 to 18 months. And we saw that last year. We saw that play out in 2019 and 2020. A lot of people don't realize that gold started going up before COVID even hit, Mm -hmm. but, you know. So that, I hope, folks, covers the uh, the question of the blend. You know, I would definitely say stay in between the two. The more you learn, the more you're going to be able to have a sincere opinion on that for each client. Um, it does take less room to store gold. If you've right. got somebody with a real storage issue, uh, maybe they live in a tiny house. <laughs> <laughs> so they might just need to own gold. But, I mean, you're talking about shoebox size boxes and things like that. so
1: yeah, one last thing to wrap up, Kerry, is is you know when 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 the advisor's making his first few cases and maybe this maybe this is speaking to you right now of of an allocation percentage, you know a hundred grand is silver you know, the, the perception people have in their back of the mind is, where are they going to put it? You know, we're going to have to back up the Brinks truck to get it there. Well, no, it hundred grand of silver, is about two small shoe boxes. We're not, you know, to kind of put that in perspective for your brain, but a hundred grand of gold and I can fit it in one of my palm of my hands. So I, that kind of gives you an idea of just to visualize when you're, because that's that's what a client is going to be thinking in their mind of that's, this is going to be cumbersome, but it's not. Yeah.
0: So you definitely want to address that but you don't want that to become the main thing. The main thing is the quality of their alloc- of their of their allocations meaning like mm-hmm. 70 30 80 20. You want to get that if you if you can at all. If you have an outlier situation that's when you think about what Ryan just talked about. The yeah. the size of the storage and but either way like he said 100 grand of silver is a couple of shoeboxes. And we've covered storage at other places. I cover it in my client presentation video. But, you know, I'd be remiss. We're this far in for another 20 seconds, Ryan. I just want to say, listen, folks, put it in a junk closet. You know, if it's non qualified and your clients keep it at home, don't let their brain go down some weird trail about you know, them visualizing somebody walking in their house and stealing their gold and silver, if they'll just throw it back in a junk closet somewhere, covered up with rags and the nastiest stuff they can find, no thief is going to go digging through that, you know, <laughs> Um, so they can have a safe, like for me, well, I don't want to say where mine is because, hey, this is public, but no, no, it's definitely, it's definitely, I, I, I practice what I preach, so. I just wanted to add that about storage. That's the bonus material for this podcast, right, Ryan? I like it. (laughs) All right, guys, go out there, get your confidence. Ladies and gentlemen, have your confidence because you've studied, because you watched the training, and this will just all come natural because it's in your confidence and your empathy for the client that you can lead strong, okay? We'll see you in the next podcast.